Hello, this is Snegdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 16th of June. India witnessed another sharp rise in coronavirus death toll with 380 fatalities recorded in the last 24 hours. As many as 10,667 new cases were confirmed, taking the total number of coronavirus patients in the country to 3,43,091. The death toll, meanwhile, has reached 9,900. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare said that 10,215 coronavirus patients have been cured in the last 24 hours. A total of 1,80,012 patients have been cured so far. The recovery rate in the country has risen to 52.47%. On the economy front, Union Minister Nitin Gadkari has accepted finally that there are problems related with banks, with demand and supply and with liquidity. He said there is a need to increase liquidity in the market because without it, it will be impossible to accelerate the wheels of our economy. The Council of Indian School of Certificate Examinations has informed the Bombay High Court that students of class 10 and 12 can either appear for their final exam scheduled in July or opt for marks based on internal assessment. The board had also submitted a proposal before the Bombay High Court on Monday in response to a petition filed by a parent seeking directions to the authorities to cancel exams in view of the spike in COVID-19 cases. According to Jerry Arathun, chief executive and secretary of the Council of the Indian School of Certificate Examinations, the students will have to communicate their options to their respective schools by June 22nd. The exams which were postponed due to the lockdown are now scheduled to be conducted from July 1st to July 14th. However, several parents have been demanding the exams to be scrapped. The CBSE meanwhile has given the option of not appearing for the pending board exams to differently able students. CBSE has also cancelled the examinations for its 250 schools situated abroad and it has adopted the criteria of awarding marks on the basis of either practical examinations conducted or the internal assessment marks. A group of parents have filed a petition in the Supreme Court seeking a direction to the CBSE to declare results on the basis of tests already conducted and calculate the total on average basis with internal assessment marks of the remaining subjects. The Ministry of Railways has said that it has ferried 60 lakh migrants through Shramik special trains since they were launched last month and that the average passenger fee was 600 rupees. At a press conference, Railway Board Chairman VK Yadav said that the government has run 4450 trains so far. He added that the railways generated a revenue of around 360 crore rupees by running these special trains. Yadav said and I quote we managed to recover only 15% of the cost operations 85% of the cost is being borne by the center unquote Maharashtra continues to be a hotbed for coronavirus with 1,10,774 positive cases of covid-19 The state has recorded 4,128 deaths. As many as 2,786 new covid-19 cases were reported in the state in the last 24 hours alone. Two more deaths of members of the Maharashtra police took the death toll in the force to 42 today. The total number of coronavirus cases climbed to 3626 after 11 more tested positive for COVID-19 in the Maharashtra police. The COVID-19 recovery was 60.3% after 2187 cops were cured of the infectious disease. 
The state government informed the Bombay High Court that till June 13, 1,681 swab tests for COVID-19 had been conducted across prisons in Maharashtra, with 269 prisoners and 73 jail staffers testing positive. Of the total infected, 115 inmates and 51 staffers have recovered. Maharashtra is followed by Tamil Nadu with 46,504 cases, Delhi with 42,829 cases, Gujarat with 24,104 cases, Uttar Pradesh with 14,091 cases and Rajasthan at 12,981 cases. In his conference with chief ministers today, Prime Minister Modi said, and I quote, Two weeks have passed since Unlock 1.0. Our experience during this time could be beneficial for us in the future. Today, I will get to know the ground reality from you. Your suggestions will help in chalking out our future strategy. Unquote. Speaking about the deaths toll, the Prime Minister said India had the lowest number of deaths due to coronavirus. He also said that the recovery rate has gone above 50%. Urging people to take precautions against the virus, Prime Minister Modi said, and I quote again, Do not think of going out without a facial mask. Washing your hands frequently and sanitizing hands is also very important. Unquote. The Prime Minister said economic activities in some areas have started showing green shoots since Unlock 1.0. He said power consumption had gone up, exports were also jumping up to normalcy. Modi said this shows that things are improving. At least 1,647 people diagnosed positive for the novel coronavirus in the last 24 hours in the national capital. The fatalities from the infection increased to 1,400. The central government constituted three teams of experts to inspect COVID care facilities and patient care services in the national capital and suggest measures to improve them. The teams have been directed to submit their report to the Secretary of the Union Health Ministry and the Delhi Chief Secretary by Wednesday. Meanwhile, Delhi Health Minister Satyendra Jain was admitted to hospital last night with high fever and complaints of breathing trouble. This was a day after he attended the meeting with Union Home Minister Amit Shah and Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, among others. The Delhi minister, who is being treated at Rajiv Gandhi Super Specialty Hospital, has tested negative for coronavirus. Four districts in Tamil Nadu, including Chennai, will be under intense lockdown for 12 days starting from 19th of June to contain the spread of COVID-19. The Tamil Nadu government in a statement said, and I quote, Considering the spread of the virus and based on recommendations of health and medical experts, an intense lockdown will be on force from 12 a.m. on 19th June to midnight of 30th June, unquote. The chief minister said that 1,000 rupees of monetary support will be given to all ration card holders in areas under intense lockdown. People will be allowed to move only for emergencies with an e-pass, while construction and other activities will be allowed in C2. With both COVID-19 cases and deaths in Kolkata continuing to increase at an alarming pace, officials and healthcare workers are worried about the burden on the city's hospitals and fear that the disease may spread to other districts. Till Monday, Kolkata accounted for 33% of total infections and over 60% of the patients who have died till date, the most in the state. Kolkata has three dedicated state-run COVID-19 hospitals, MR Bangur and ID Hospital, which has more than 500 beds, Calcutta Medical College and KPC Medical College, both of which have 1,000 beds each. Some private hospitals are also admitting COVID-19 patients, but they have fewer beds and are costlier.
Talking of West Bengal, did you know that the entire region of North Bengal, including Darjeeling and Kalimpong, yes, Darjeeling and Kalimpong are a part of West Bengal, and even Sikkim had only one testing centre until the end of May when Sikkim got its own testing lab. The region, often largely ignored by mainstream media, suffers from a history of lack in health infrastructure. People living in the hills in these areas are often unable to access treatment for serious health issues. While those who can afford it head to big cities to get treated, underprivileged people are left helpless. COVID-19 pandemic has deepened this crisis. To talk about it, I invited two reporters from the region for the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders titled How are Darjeeling, Kalimpong and Sikkim handling the COVID-19 pandemic? Do give the episode a listen. You will find it on our website, newslaundry.com. Now, dear listeners, apart from covering Indian media, we have also been trying our best to bring you stories that often go unheard. The Northeast is a region that is mostly ignored by mainstream media. We have been trying our best to fill that gap recently with a bunch of podcasts and interviews. All of this is only possible because News Laundry is an ad-free news platform. We tell you stories that you need to hear, not what advertisers and sponsors want you to hear. So to help us carry on in our endeavor in this world dominated by big media, please subscribe to News Laundry. The lowest subscription plan begins at 300 rupees a month only. Think of it this way. By contributing, not only are you helping an independent media organization stay afloat, but you are making yourself a part of a steadily growing number of people who are strengthening democracy in a very difficult time. Now for some international updates on coronavirus. The confirmed number of coronavirus cases in the world have crossed the 8 million mark with 436,000 fatalities. In the US, the total number of coronavirus cases are 2.18 million, including 118,000 deaths. US regulators have revoked the emergency authorization for the malaria drug that was championed by Donald Trump for treating COVID-19. This was amid growing evidence that they do not work and could also cause serious side effects. The Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has said that the drugs hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine were unlikely to be effective in treating the coronavirus. Citing reports of heart complications, the agency said that the drug's unproven benefits do not outweigh the known and potential risks. Trump unsurprisingly criticized the FDA decision. He said, and I quote, I took it and I felt good about taking it. I don't know if it had an impact, but it certainly didn't hurt me. Unquote. Trump said that there had been great reports out of France, Spain and other places without offering any evidence or further explanation. France is one of the countries that has already stopped using the drug for COVID-19 patients. In a separate announcement, the FDA also warned doctors against prescribing the drugs in combination with remdesivir, the only drug currently shown to help patients with COVID-19. The agency said that the anti-malaria drugs could reduce the effectiveness of remdesivir, which the FDA had cleared for emergency use in May. Meanwhile, the Washington University has predicted that death toll in the US could pass 200,000 by October. The forecast projects 201,129 deaths in the US due to COVID-19 by October, mainly due to the reopening measures underway. It said Florida would be among the hardest-hit states with an estimated 18,675 deaths, up by 186% from a previous estimate. 
The institute also raised its estimate for deaths in California by 72% to 15,155 and increased its outlook for Arizona by 56% to 7,415 fatalities. Scientists will begin testing another possible coronavirus vaccine on humans this week in the UK. Researchers at the Imperial College of London will begin clinical trials on 300 people to see whether their jab produces an effective immune response against COVID-19. The healthy participants aged between 18 and 70 years will all receive two doses of the vaccine over the coming few weeks. Researchers hope that tests could then move on to 6,000 volunteers if they are successful. The research has been funded with £41 million from the UK government as well as £5 million from other donations. New Zealand has recorded its first new cases of coronavirus after 24 days when two women who arrived in the country from Britain were found to be infected. The pair were released from an early government quarantine and permitted to drive from the city of Auckland to Wellington before being diagnosed or even tested. Their trip was an approved exemption from the mandatory isolation period for new arrivals to the country in order to visit a dying parent. According to New Zealand's Director General of Health, the women had done everything right and had not put other members of the public at risk. The Director General of Health also said, and I quote, A new case is something we had hoped we wouldn't get, but it is also something we had expected and planned for. Unquote. New Zealand has recorded 1,506 confirmed and probable cases of COVID-19, along with 22 deaths. Thailand on Tuesday reported no new cases of coronavirus or deaths and marked 22 successful days without a domestic transmission. The country has recorded a total of 58 deaths related to COVID-19, among some 3,135 confirmed cases, of which 2,993 patients have recovered. It was the third time in six days that no cases were reported in the country. All recent cases have been found in quarantines among Thais who have returned from abroad. Now for some non-coronavirus news. One Indian Army officer and three Jawans lost their lives at Galwan region in Ladakh after clashes broke out between the Indian Army and the Chinese Army. The incident took place on Monday night. This is the first instance of casualties between the two sides since 1975. The Indian Army will hold a press conference today. The Indian Army, meanwhile, has confirmed the developments, saying, and I quote, During the de-escalation process underway in the Galwan Valley, a violent face-off took place yesterday night with casualties. The loss of lives on the Indian side include an officer and two soldiers. Unquote. The Army added that there were casualties on the Chinese side as well, but the extent of it is not clear yet. Senior military officials of the two sides are currently meeting at the venue to defuse the situation. Tensions have been escalating between India and China, following which the two sides resorted to talks which are being held at the levels of brigade commander and battalion commander. After the incident, China has accused India of crossing the border and attacking its troops. According to Reuters, China's foreign ministry has asked India not to take unilateral actions or stir up trouble. Satellite images on social media showed that there is some troop build-up on both sides of the LAC by both countries. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. To know more about how Beijing continues to enhance an elaborate transport network and military infrastructure across Tibet's border regions, even as it pressures New Delhi into stopping work on its side of the LAC, read Shweta Desai's piece titled Beyond Ladakh. Here's how China is scaling up its assets along the India-Tibet frontier. 
Also, do not miss the latest episode of TV Newsense where Manisha has some succinct examples of how some TV news anchors declared an imaginary war on China last week itself when de-escalation talks were going on. This includes Sudhir Chaudhary's bizarre explanation of why India will win if there is a conventional war with China. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.